Hi everyone and welcome back to Stereotypically Right. This is Sienna Catherine and today's episode is called the Judiciary Act of 2021 because I'm going to be talking about some changes that we could be seeing in the Supreme Court if the filibuster is abolished and if the Democrats actually, well Congress actually votes to pack the Supreme Court. So this episode is going to be about the history of the Supreme Court, the attempts to alter and pack it throughout history, the bill to expand it, why the Democrats want to expand it, the theories that people have behind the actual expansion, the long-term effects of packing it, why we shouldn't, and God's justice. So let's get right on into the episode. So in terms of the history of the Supreme Court, the Constitution establishes it but it gives Congress the right to determine how it operates, and that's according to uscourts.gov. The Judiciary Act of 1789 was authored by Ellsworth and Patterson, and it established the Supreme Court, with Washington setting the number of justices to five with one chief, and the chief is to preside over the impeachment trials, and all justices serve for life or when they retire, and that's from Britannica. The number was set to six instead of an odd number because of the three regions of the original circuit courts, Middle United States, Southern United States, and Eastern United States, and two of the six justices had to preside over the appellate courts at any given time, so they were always traveling in order to preside over those courts. And also, all judges were federalists, and there was really no foresight to disagreement or any other interpretation other than the strict interpretation of the Constitution. So there also wasn't a lot of opportunity for split decisions to be made. And throughout history, it's only been altered six times to a low of five under Adams and a high of 10 under Lincoln, according to the History Channel. And any time that the number of justices has been altered was for a political goal. And that's what we're seeing with the Judiciary Act of 2021. In 1869, the number was officially set to nine, and it's been the same ever since. So for 152 years, we've had nine justices, even though Congress has had the ability to change that number. People have always just respected the president that was set to have nine. And it was set to nine to accommodate the other circuit courts as the U.S. was growing and over paper money under Ulysses Grant to reverse the decision of its unconstitutionality. Under the Supreme Court, all decisions are final. And its purpose is that it's made to settle disputes between states and derive a final decision of a state's high court decision. So there's two jurisdictions that the Supreme Court has, which is original jurisdiction, and that's the court's right to hear a case first, and appellate jurisdiction, the power to review, amend, overrule decisions of the first court a case appeared in, and it has to do with federal or constitutional law. The Supreme Court has judicial review, which is not mentioned in the Constitution, and it's the ability to declare an executive or legislative act in violation of the Constitution, and that was established in the court case Marbury v. Madison. The Supreme Court is the court of last resort, and it helps each branch of government realize its powers and the limits of its powers, and it was set up to protect our civil rights and liberties. So during history... There have been several attempts to pack and alter the Supreme Court, and these are from the History Channel. So during the Civil War period, Lincoln added a 10th justice in 1863 to ensure that anti-slavery majority was held after he was upset over the Dred Scott case. And I just wanted to remind everyone that Lincoln was a white Republican who freed the slaves. 
1866, Congress passed legislation to bring the justices back down to seven so that Johnson couldn't appoint another justice who would continue to undo the Reconstruction under Lincoln and under Republicans. The Republicans worked to reintegrate the South after the Confederacy, and Johnson, who was a white Democrat, restricted the work that former slaves could do and enacted black codes. So he was trying to undo basically everything that Lincoln did. Under Ulysses Grant, the final number of Supreme Court justices was changed in 1869. FDR, otherwise known as Franklin Delano Roosevelt, had the final attempt to pack the Supreme Court. He was known for his policies called the New Deal. Um, the Supreme Court was underruling those ideas that he had, so his Justice Department came up with a proposal to add six more justices to get his way, and this is known as the Judicial Procedures Reform Bill of 1937. The public viewed it as a power grab and undemocratic, and it was shot down in the Senate from 70, like, 70 senators shot it down, 70-20, and two justices actually ended up changing their opinion, so the New Deal got to be ushered in anyway. The bill that we currently have to expand the Supreme Court, according to House.gov, is the Judiciary Act of 2021, and it's basically striking eight justices in a chief and replacing them with 12 justices in a chief. The people who are responsible for this bill are Senator Markey, House Judiciary Committee Chairman Nadler, Judiciary Members Jones and Johnson, and these are all Democrats. And recently, Biden has set up a bipartisan committee to review the court reforms. He's basically open to the idea, but in 2019, he was very against it. So that's kind of ironic. But he was quoted saying, if we pack the court, it's going to come back and eat us alive. And I agree with that statement, but it doesn't seem like he does. And I don't trust anything that Pelosi says, but she says that she has no plans of bringing it to the floor. But I honestly don't trust that. I think that she's just saying that right now because it's catching a lot of flack and she's getting a lot of heat for it, but eventually the Democrat minions are going to force her to do it. So the reason why Democrats want to pack it, according to Fox, is, according to Nadler, this is his quote, we're not trying to pack with liberal justices, but Republicans packed it by not confirming Merrick Garland and rushing in Amy Coney Barrett. He also says that we must expand the court and abolish the filibuster to do it. So abolishing the filibuster would mean that there's no way to stall and basically it just helps you come to a conclusion faster and be able to vote through the legislation that you want. And so the only way that the Democrats will be able to get this bill to pass and actually be able to pack the court is if they abolish the filibuster. And another reason why they want to pack the court is because progressives believe that there's a 6-3 conservative majority and they want to balance the court and they have the majority in the other two branches of government so they think that now is an appropriate time to do this and try to get their way. Also they believe it reflects the growth of the appellate courts from 9 to 13 so now there'll be a justice for all courts but that's just an excuse basically. The theories that people have for why they really want to pack the Supreme Court is basically it's a power grab to pass liberal legislation with no checks and balances and still have the majority in all three branches of government. Mitch McConnell was quoted stating that Democrats keep showing that they don't care about norms and institutions, only power. 
the latest example, a bill to pack the Supreme Court and destroy its legitimacy to guarantee the rulings liberals want. Other people say that it's to suppress voter fraud, and another reason is to guarantee keeping Roe v. Wade. The long-term effects of packing the court, like I said, it's a long-term, a, a long shot for it to be passed unless the filibuster is abolished, but it's the principle of the thing and the fact that Democrats have come this far to draft a bill to change a 150-plus year president that served us is really outrageous. For 152 years, no matter what the majority was in the House or the Senate or if a political party had the presidency and Congress, they still respected the nine justice president since before we were even born. So I don't really understand why. Well, I do, but I just think it's so hypocritical because if Trump had done this, they would have exploded and we would have never heard the end of it. But now that it's Biden, we're able to do it. But it basically sets the precedent that we can go back to packing and unpacking the court just to get our way and not to preserve, to preserve justice. It destroys the judicial independence. It makes an arm of whatever the, the party is that packs it, and it takes away the neutrality of the court. And if there's any criminal activity with a political party that has packed the court, it can be swept under the rug. And the reason why we shouldn't do this is pretty simple. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Just because you can abort your baby doesn't mean you should. Just because you can sell drugs doesn't mean you should. Just because you can lie doesn't mean you should. There's a lot of things that we can do, but that doesn't mean that we have like a biblical authority to do it or that we should do it because it's morally wrong to do. And honestly, it's just for political gain and not for the good of the American people. They are using the talking points that they always use with identity politics and things like that, like voter suppression and all of this stuff. They're basically just using issues that rile people up to make it seem like packing the court would bring more equality, but it's really just to usher in communism and keep their way. I mean, if, if, if it was working for you just fine, there would be no need to pack the court, but they realize that the only way that they can really secure their power is by undoing an 150 plus year tradition. And it's sad that they have to take it that far and that some of them may not see what's wrong with that and just the pure hypocrisy between the two administrations and how that would have been handled by the media especially. But like I said, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. And it's setting a really dangerous precedent that even though, because justices are appointed for life. So it, it won't be that much flip-flopping, but it could be like with, like in the past, if someone dies, they can change the amount of Supreme Court justices that get added or take away a Supreme Court justice so that the president can't add another one when, if, if a different president gets elected the next time. And also, I don't know, it just, it just gets really messy. It's, it, it's worked for so long to have nine. There's enough to have three Democrats, three Republicans, and three independents on the court all at one given time. So there's literally no need. And... Supreme Court justices are not supposed to really have a political affiliation. 
they're supposed to read the Constitution and interpret it for what it says. All Supreme Court justices should be strict interpretationists, but we know that that doesn't happen because there are judges who lean more liberal on the court, but the law is the law. It doesn't have a political party. And so that's also another reason why we shouldn't be doing this because it's, like I said, it's just acting as another branch of the political party that institutes the additional or takes away the Supreme Court justices. It just gets way too complicated and it's really dangerous for the future of our democracy. And I just wanted to compare worldly justice and the potential for what could be a 13 justice Supreme Court to God's justice. He's perfect and his version of justice is perfect. And it never changes based on legislation. It never changes based on the times. It never changes based on how he feels. It's been the same since the beginning and it'll be the same forever. And he's the only one that really knows what's truly best for us. So he's the only one worthy of judging us. And he's sacrificed in order to save. The Democrats with their bill is basically showing us that we're seeing people who are doing everything they can to benefit themselves and their party. But we also have to remember that it's a wicked world and the sense of justice is going to mimic what the world does. And it's going to be a perverse sense of justice. But God's justice is what keeps us grounded and it points us back to the cross. It's something that's humbling and it's not self-serving at all. If you don't know, and if you're not a Christian, if you don't know who Jesus is, that's God's son. As Christians, we believe in one God manifested in three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And God sent his son to die, even though he lived the perfect life, so that us, who live imperfect lives every single day, wouldn't have to go to hell. So Jesus is the sacrifice. Um, in Judaism, people would have to slaughter an animal as their sacrifice. It had to be clean and unblemished and offered up to God in order to basically take away their sin. But that wasn't the final way that people were supposed to quote-unquote get rid of their sin. God had a plan all along to send his son to come and die for us. And to the world, it looks absolutely crazy that God would come down from heaven as a man, live a perfect life, allow people to hang him from a cross, flog him, beat him, and just take it and basically just forgive all of us, even those of us who didn't know him. And it is backward in a worldly sense because I don't know about you, but I don't know anybody really who's willing to take the blame for something that I did and allow me to not have a punishment for it. And that's what Jesus did. And that's perfect justice because he was the only one who could live out the law and all the rules that God had in the Old Testament for us. And he was the only one. He was really the only one who was fit to follow what God had intended for all of us to follow. And we're imperfect people, so we can never live up to the law that God had set for us. So the only way that God could right our wrongs is to have Jesus die for us. And the only way that we can be forgiven is if we believe in him. 
and that's justice because he is the one who made the laws he's the one who fulfilled the law and he's the one who died so that we wouldn't have to that's perfect justice what we're seeing right now is worldly justice just because there's 13 people on the supreme supreme court doesn't mean that their ruling is just and it can change in a heartbeat and people can strike that down and make it 11 justices or three justices so it can change at any time and anybody can be appointed to the supreme court and they can have their own interpretation of the constitution but there's only one way to interpret the bible and there's only one way and God dies to interpret justice obviously his way so while this is very frustrating it just shows us that God is the only person who is constant in our lives and we just shouldn't get so wrapped up even though politics is like the air I breathe besides Jesus we can't get so wrapped up in worldly things because the world is always going to disappoint us but God never will and he's never going to turn his back on us and he's never going to do something that's not just but people always will people will always disappoint us so I hope that this encourages you if you don't know Jesus I encourage you to ask someone who does know about Jesus if that person is me then I'd be happy to explain the gospel to you more or help you understand what the Bible says. But I really enjoyed this episode because it just really convicted me and showed me like we can speak out against these things. And I think as Christians, we do need to speak out and use our voice and vote because God gave us a country where we have rights and we're able to do that. But also, I'm not really worried or concerned about this I was riled up about it so much but then when I sat down and I started doing research and I compared what the outcome of this could be to God's justice I was like oh I am the daughter of one who will never do something unjust and so I don't have to worry about people who do things that are unjust because that's what they do but you can turn that around if you put your faith in Jesus And you realize that it's not all on you that someone died to take your place in hell. So this ended up being more of a sermon. I'm not a pastor at all. Um, But I really, I really enjoyed this because it started from our founding fathers did come from a Christian background. And they realized that our rights came from someone who is holy and that humans have value and as my research started unraveling I just started seeing the worldliness of it all and the selfish ambition and gain that people have had and how they've abused this system and how they've abused this arm of the government that really should reflect God and has the power to reflect God in such a beautiful way but Also, I was like so thankful that I don't even have to worry about the judicial system failing me because I put my trust in God. I don't put my trust in the Supreme Court. So that's all I have to say for this episode. Um, I'd be interested to know what 
some of you guys think about packing or not packing the Supreme Court. Most people I know aren't in favor of it. I really personally don't think anybody should be in favor of it because of how easily it can be abused. And personally, I don't think tradition is bad. I think it's pretty cool. And I think it's awesome that we've been able to keep up an institution for 150 years where we just respected that precedent. I think that's really awesome. And I think it's something that should continue if we want to see real justice and not political justice. But if you want to follow me on social media, I am on Gab at Sienna Catherine, Tumblr at Sienna Catherine, MeWe, just Sienna Catherine, just my name, Sienna Catherine, and Telegram, it's Sienna Catherine. And I would so love it if you would subscribe to this podcast and give it a rating and you would share it with your friends so that more people can hear this and just learn about politics and Jesus in the same place. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I will see you in my next episode.